Revelation, we've been going through Revelation uh, this last week, and then we're going to talk about it a bit today if we get to it. Uh, but if you want to open up your Bible, if you have the Burgundy Bible, it's page 1048, uh, Revelation 12, chapter 12. And this is, out of everything in Revelation, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, sections of, of the the revelation that John is given by Jesus Christ. Uh, and I know it's funny because I, I knew this verse, but I, I was reading through the context again, and it kind of goes along with what, what Kim was saying about judgment. Um, I want to tell you who is always in judgment or who's always trying to get us to judge others. And then also point to something else in here. So Revelation chapter 12 uh, I'll start a little bit earlier than that. Uh, verse, verse 1, we'll read a good section here. It says, Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven horns, seven heads and ten horns, with seven crowns on its heads. His tail swept one away one-third of the stars of the sky and threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all nations with an iron rod. And her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1,260 days. When there was war in heaven... Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle, and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, which is the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. So this is kind of an explanation of what's happened, right? A loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser, everyone say accuser. What is an accuser? Somebody accuses, right? Somebody who's casting judgment, right? Somebody that's riding on someone else and pointing the figure at someone else. For the accuser, this is ultimately who the accuser is. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been what? Thrown down to earth the one who accuses them before our God day and night, and they have defeated him by what? By the blood of the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Jesus. And by their what? Ah. And by their testimony. And by their testimony. They have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. What is a testimony? It's a witness, right? It's saying what's happened. It's, it's saying what you believe in. You know, the, the Bible says that it's by your words you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and, and that your salvation comes through the witness and the testimony that you give. Not only that, this is like the opposite of accusing, right? It's declaring. So, so what happens if, if somebody comes forward and says, how many of you have ever been in the situation before where you're at school, someone does something wrong, and the teacher's trying to find out who it is? 
We used to have these cabinets uh, that you would open up and all the books were inside the shelves in this, in this classroom. So I'm not saying it was me, but it was probably me. <laughs> we used to stack the books, these heavy textbooks, so that when you open the cabinet, they all fall out like an avalanche of books. That's horrible, isn't it? We, we were bored in, in sixth grade, and we didn't have phones back then or iPads. So we did things like this. But then we, we, the teacher would come in and say, who did it? And if, if none of you confess, what's going to happen? You're all going to get in trouble. You're all in trouble if none of you confess. We'd all sit there. We all kind of knew who did it. I think eventually I broke so that everyone could else have recess, and I stayed in there, right? I confessed. Oh, didn't mean I didn't do it again, Dwight. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, we, when we come clean, then we have to face responsibility sometimes. But the gospel says that Jesus has already paid the price, right? And so when we come clean, we're like, that was my old life. Now I'm moving forward, and I have a new testimony of what Jesus has done. So this is what it says. They have defeated him. They defeated the enemy. They defeated Satan by the blood of the land. And by their testimony, by what they said about what was happening in their life, by their confession that they made of who God was and what he was doing. And they did not love their life so much as they were afraid to die. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come upon the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in greater anger, knowing that he has little time. That is what is happening today. The devil's already been cast down. He's already been defeated. He's, he's down here now. The accuser of the brethren is running around trying to tell us to judge other people, trying to get us off track instead of following what God wants, and then trying to shut up your testimony. All right? He's trying to clamp down what God has done in your life and make you think about all the things that aren't accomplished yet instead of realizing what God has already done and bragging about what he's doing. Okay? So how do other people get the victory, and how do you get the victory? You get the victory through the word of your testimony and through the testimony of others. The only reason you're here right now is because somebody else shared their faith. Maybe it was grandma, maybe it was grandpa, maybe they brought you to church. I don't know, but the only reason you're here is because somebody was faithful in their testimony. Amen? So today... I know that some of you are, are walking in heaviness, and some of you are, are dealing with that accuser of the brethren. Maybe you're you know, whispering to yourself in that way. And others of you have something that you need to share, a testimony that will lift and encourage other people. So I'm asking for it today. Can you help me? Some of you, what is God doing in your heart and in your life? What is he transforming? What is he using? What is the testimony that you can share with others that defeats the enemy? That's what we, we do. We overcome through the blood of the lamb, which is amazing because Christ has paid for it, right? And then the second thing is we get to participate. We're not just called to accept, but we're called to what? Participate. How do we participate? Through the word of our testimony. And there are many saints that have gone before and saints that have yet to come that have paid for their testimony with their own death. And sometimes, I don't know about you, I used to be really shy of talking in front of people. Now you can't get me to shut up. But I know that for pub some people, public speaking is really difficult. 
But we serve a God who can lead us through that, right? We serve someone who can pull us through that and give us the strength. So anybody who has a testimony, a, a word about God's greatness that you want to share, something that's happening in your life or something, Kim, <laughs> you used to be though, you used to be. Standing up and sharing this. Um, most of you know that I was widowed five years ago, and it was a year-long process. Uh, my husband lived a year, and I knew it was coming. Um, I never lost my faith, and this church was there for me, more ways than you'll ever know. From meals being delivered to my house, I still had a daughter at home that was going to school, didn't cook. This church just was there for me. Five years down the road, which I never thought it would be five years and it feels like forever, about a year ago or so, I met somebody that I met through social media and said, hey, let's get together with some girlfriends and, and um, just have dinner. So I did. And I met a woman there that I did not know. This woman would be Wanda, my friend Wanda, that we've only known each other for not even two years, I don't think. Wanda was widowed about almost two years ago. I don't mean to upset you. But I know as tough as, and I'll say this right in church, widowhood, and unfortunately 50% of you are going to find that out. So enjoy even when they throw their socks on the floor or, <laughs> or they don't clean up after themselves or leave the toilet lid open or whatever. Enjoy it. You will miss it one day. But I know God's plan for me was to share that and bring somebody else to the other side. And I hope that I have encouraged you and been there. And, uh, you know, that is what it has been for me. And not always a pretty ride but I give him the glory and the credit because I never knew this woman until somebody else brought her into my life and I knew she needed me. But this woman also, when I didn't even know her, asked me if I would take her to a widow's support group with horses, and y'all know how I feel about horses. <laughs> we went, she went once, I finished the class, she quit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. <laughs> she said she's allergic to him. You couldn't breathe, right? Apparently, that's a prerequisite for riding horses, breathing. All right, that was very good. Hey, give a hand to the Lord for that. Amen? And I just, uh, yeah, I remember watching you from afar go through that, Kim, and, and the difficulty and the struggle. And I'm proud of you in that you went closer to God and you got more brave through it. So. Uh, that's that's the work of the Holy Spirit, and I've seen your personality flourish here, and I appreciate it and everything that you do. All right. Why'd you make me cry, Kim? <laughs> All right, anyone else? Yes. scripture through everything that has been teaching. Um, but I'm really grateful that I have been uh, a member of a ladies' worship group. And uh, so we're studying God in different ways, different chapters. And I'm 
understanding. And I bumped into Geraldine uh, right, after, right before I came into service, and we were talking a little bit, and we were talking about our group. And I said, you know what? One of the things that's been so great about this group is that I really felt insecure about reading scripture or talking about scripture to other people because I was never that close to understanding all of so this group, this group that meets week, has really helped me grow as well as you. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, some of you know this, but many of you may not, that I am a recovering alcoholic. And I did grow up in the church, but the family that I grew up in, God was vengeful and mean and was waiting for you to do something wrong so that he could punish you. So as soon as I got old enough to have an opinion and say, I don't want to go, I'm going to cry. As soon as I got old enough to say I did not want to go to church anymore, I didn't, and I stopped. And got in a lot of trouble because of drinking, um, was a blackout drunk. I wasn't just a teetotaler. I didn't just drink a little bit. I got drunk. I drank to get drunk and to pass out mm. and to forget and to not to feel like I fit in because I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I'm also adopted, and my parents, I mean, I know they did the best they could, but I was hurt. Um, so long story short, after getting several DUIs, having a major car accident where I probably could have died, rolling my car across Lyndhurst, um, I was court-ordered to go to AA. And I went kicking and screaming because I knew it was a God thing. And I didn't want any part of it because it was a God thing. And I'd already been told that because of my actions growing up that I was going to hell. And that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, and a lot of things that I did while I was drinking, I'm still not proud of. I'm not going to share that. God knows and I know. <laughs> but... Um, through a 12-step program, I did um, come to know a loving God that accepted me and forgave me for the things that I did. Amen. And I'm not going to say it was easy. I didn't just quit drinking instantly. I drank, and then I'd get sober, and then I drank, and then I'd get sober. But eventually... Um, God led me to um, watch a TV program, of all things, 19 Kids and Counting. And it was the testimony of Michelle Duggar and her kids. And of all things, also a Left Behind movie <laughs> that got me back in church. And I know for a fact that God took me out of the chains of alcoholism 
25 years ago, I quit smoking. That was God only. That was not me, and that was a horrible process. I went through severe depression. When I quit smoking, it was like I lost my best friend. And during that period, my mom had gotten very sick, still didn't have a good relationship with her, prayed through the whole thing, God, please don't let me start smoking again. And he was faithful, and I did not. Amen. Um, there's more. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> keep Sorry. going, keep going. Bring it, bring more. So, <laughs> so this past January, Pastor Ben was talking about, you know, not making new re- New Year's resolutions, about making lifestyle changes, and that was something I heard Kim talk about too. She was really, really, really inspirational and has helped me more than she even knows and more than I can even tell her. But I had hit another low point where I had switched addictions, no longer smoking. I was eating everything in sight. And I got down on my knees and I said, God, help me. I know I'm not supposed to be like this. I feel miserable. I I can't function. I'm sleeping all the time. I used to call myself the sloth and my Bible study <laughs> Sunflower sisters know this because all I did was eat and sleep. And I would come to church and I would work, but there was no joy, hardly any joy. So I got down on my knees and I said, God, please help me. I I know you don't want me to be like this. I've never been this heavy. I've never been this miserable. I can't even move. I could hardly make it up the stairs in my house. My knees would hurt so bad. And the Holy Spirit came over me, and God told me, we are going to do this together. I felt God speak to me. I felt Jesus hold me. I felt arms around me. We are going to do this together. It's not you're going to try or you'll make an effort. You're going to do this. And I knew, I knew when I felt and heard that, that I would lose weight, but Jesus also told me that I had to give the glory to God, that I could not take credit for this, that I could not make it about me. I had to make it about him. And so what I've done when anyone's asked me is try to say that they'll say, well, how did you do it? I'll say God and the Holy Spirit, and that's the only way I could do it. And so far I've lost 50 pounds, and I've just, I have a whole new outlook on life. Um, a different lifestyle. I still eat junk, but I exercise (laughs) (laughs) every day. And I thank God every day for everything he's done for me because there's been so much. I I can't even count all my blessings. Amen. Woo! (laughs) I love it. I want the kids in here. Aiden's trying to tell me what I did wrong. (laughs) Lord, thank you for a boy that keeps me honest. All right. Selena. So this is kind of a silly thing, but um, I've been teaching a dance class in this church for I don't know how many years now. It's a dance fitness class, and I have a lot of women in and out. I've had some guys in and out. But I just want to share that having the ability to be in this building and opening it up to people from all over the place 
has brought some pretty amazing people into my life, too. Um, obviously, a few of them are here. <laughs> so um, I'm Amen. so blessed that because I feel like God opens up these doors for us to meet new people and to be able to share our lives with them because we don't just dance. I'm telling you, we talk and we laugh and we <laughs> share life and we text through the week and things like that. So it's really, really been a blessing for me to meet these wonderful ladies and to be able to invite them here to meet Amen. my other family. Um, and I just thank God for you. I thank God for you three back there and everybody else that's ever come to my class and <laughs> listened to my stories and laughed about my broken booty. And um, <laughs> She broke her tailbone for those of you that don't know. So, <laughs> so um, I do hope and pray that God will heal me so that we can get back to it <laughs> sooner rather than later because it's driving me crazy not having you guys. So, <laughs> But yes, thank you all so much. Amen, amen. I just want to say that I'm thankful for this church. You know, I've lost both my parents, and I want to thank God for the new family that he brought into my life amen. to kind of replace those. Um, not that they can be replaced, but, um, you know, God brings you the people that you need in your life, and he's done that. Um, <clears throat> thankful for a church that we can, <laughs> I'm thankful for a church. We come to from churches and, um, from my husband's family that's very judgmental and black and white and it's this way or that way. And, um, we've struggled as a family finding a church and finding God as a family again because of that, because we don't have those same thoughts and feelings. And I'm so thankful that we found a church that we can grow in God that Amen. accepts everybody, no matter where they are, who they are, what they are. And I'm thankful that we have that in our life. Amen. Amen. We're thankful for you, too. Amen. Anyone else? Oh, joy. <laughs> okay, so some of you have heard part of my story. But God called me to tell you some of this stuff one time. <laughs> um, but there's a purpose for everything. And what God has showed me just in these last couple, three years or so is his timing is perfect. Amen. I've got two people sitting next to me that are like so dear to me. My dad and my, my our daughter, Joelle, and... Uh, I'm just so blessed to have the family that we have, and we're so very, very close. <laughs> um, even though some of us are far away, we're just so close. Um, but when my mom was ill in 2010, we found out that she had lung cancer. It was really hard, but I know that God brought us to this church just a few years prior to that for a reason. I was telling this twice. I just shared this today in the pastor's prayer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I said, God's timing is perfect, so I hope this helps somebody. Um, when, um, when mom was sick and we were, you know, just going through life like everybody else does, like I'm like Kim was sharing, we knew what was coming, but um, 
God showed us love <laughs> and um, grace through this church. Faye and Dottie, Sharon and Colleen. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you the meat, food that was made, cookies that were made, a prayer blanket that was repaired because it had been to the hospital so many times that it needed some repair. Um, I don't even know that they even knew my mom at that time, really knew her. So it kind of led me, um, after mom had passed in 2011, well, when she passed, you all opened your church. We weren't even members yet. Um, we had our funeral here, and the line was, oh, my goodness. It was out the door, and um, it was just amazing. And then our funeral being here, and then um, the place was packed. I mean, it was packed in here. My mom deserved that, and she, she's a saint. And, um, but she's got a loving husband that's right here that's still holding us together and holding our family together every day. So um, God is just good, and he knows everything. Amen. I believe that. Um, he knows every hair on your head. <laughs> and he knows when you stand. He knows when you sit down. He just knows everything, and he has all of this here for a purpose, and I pr thank you, Pastor Ben, for allowing us to happen today to share testimonies. I love hearing. I witnessed Selena's little <laughs> dance <laughs> class, and they try to rope me in sometimes, and I'm here, I go, oh, golly, <laughs> and um, the Sunflower Sisters, I, I, mean, I just can't tell you. Um, I could go on and on. You guys don't want to hear from me all day, um, but God's timing is perfect, so when Pastor Ben first came here, I think shortly after he got here. I came to him, and he walked me into the sanctuary, and we started, he said, what's on your mind? And, and this is how Pastor Ben is. If you have something that you need to share, do not be afraid to do this, okay? Um, I was scared to death. I felt God telling me that um, we needed to have something else in the building, Selena. <laughs> there's, there's so much time, and this building needs to be used. It's so beautiful. I mean, this was built in 2006, I think, or something, and um, there's just all these beautiful classrooms, and he was telling me, he said, you know, I think Pastor Ben had encouraged us to study from um, a, a series that he was on and, you know, read the, um, the verses that go with it and everything. I was, I am not adverse in the Bible. I'm telling you, I, it's all God that I am in Bible study and John's Sunday school class. And um, although I'm sorry I haven't been here a whole lot lately, but God has me serving in another place. And that's all him. It's all his timing and where we're going. So Wednesday evenings, I said, could we have a Bible study here? <laughs> I said, I don't know that I'm the one to lead it. I just feel like we need one on Wednesdays and, and use the building. And um, I don't even know what year that was. It's been a while now. <laughs> but God knows, yeah. right? God knows. And um, it was a great class. And it's just it's continued. And I'm so grateful and Amen. thankful for everything that you all do and how you love our family. So, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Joy. I know you. <laughs> this will be quick. I'm quicker than Ben. <laughs> um, I just wanted to much. take the opportunity to tell you guys how much I love you guys and just what a what a family you have all become and when we first came to the church here back in 2012 I was a little bit nervous because I was a youth pastor's wife but not a pastor's wife and I don't know if you all know this but I'm a little weird I'm kind of kooky I'm kind of <laughs> silly 
those of you who know me know just how true that is. And so feeling like, you know, how do I be this stoic pastor's wife? Which is not, and I tried to hold it together for as long as I could, but I'm like, Bleh! you know, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not, like, that's just not who I am. And so I know that, <laughs> I know that we've been through some growing pains and some changes and things like that just as, as a church family, but you guys are my family. And it's just been so cool to, when I first, when we first came feeling intimidated, like, I don't want to sing in front of people. I don't want to do any of that. I'm just so nervous to do anything because I don't want to do the wrong thing and overthinking everything and, oh, is this song, this, this word. Like, today we sang a song that had the word kiss in it. Well, that was weird. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, <laughs> overthinking things. Like, how are people going to appreciate this? Do they like this? And just being so nervous about everything. And as we've grown together, it's just, I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you. Like, every single one of you who is sitting in this room right now, you mm. all have such uh, a unique and just an amazing part. And just, you're all in my heart. And just as we've um, opened our doors more and had more people come in and, you know, going through the coronavirus stuff and just this, the love and support. Um, and I know we've been through some things when I was pregnant with Isaac and on bed rest and all of that stuff, how you all just, like, came and just, oh, my goodness, blessed us in such amazing ways. And so glad that I'm not going through that. <laughs> that was rough. Amen. But I just wanted to thank you all and just let you all know yes. how much you encourage us. And I hope we've been able to be an encouragement to you. And just how much that whenever I see you guys out in this, out and about, too, which is always fun. Like, I, I saw John Turkey the other day, like, coming back from, like, one of our neighbors. I was like, John, that's you. <laughs> and then, and I don't know smoke, but I drive by your guys' house all the time, and I saw you out with a cement truck this week. I was like, what's going on with smoke? And I couldn't catch your eye to wave, but you were talking to the to – it was just so fun to, to have that connection with each and every one of you. So I just love you. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Emily. I never do this, but if I get teary-eyed, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that all day. <laughs> Back in 2011, when Mom got... When Mom died in 2011... I stepped away from church and everything. It's a daily battle, depression. I stepped away, and then after Grandpa died, Grandpa's like, come to church. And I'd been out of this church for, wow, 20 years. I grew up here. It's like coming back home. Mm. But after Grandpa died, no other pastor even went to go see Mom. You were the first one that even cared about our family. The gifts were so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, delightfully so. <laughs> we've got our ups and downs, 
But for the longest, there was a year and a half where me and my dad didn't even speak to each other. Mm. After I started coming back here, we're now on terms where we're talking every day again. Amen. And I have to thank a lot of you because if it wasn't for here, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm. That guitar up there is where I feel like I'm home. Mm. And I don't speak publicly. I'm this quiet person. But I've had my ups and downs. And you'll see every once in a while we're not today Satan. And it talks about depression and anxiety. That's my everyday battle. I think that's with a lot of people, some more than others, but here I can just I play that guitar and it's like everything's gone. And I thank every one of you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Lord's given you victory in that. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's, I know a lot of people face that, but I, I like this because we'll overcome through that. Like you sharing. And I know you said that you're not a public speaker, but you're wrong because you just did. <laughs> so good job. That was very good. Beth, shaking in your boots. Y'all making me walk. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. I've been through three very traumatic things in my life. And I don't like to talk about most of them, and I won't talk about all three of them. When I was 19, I was kidnapped at gunpoint. Went through that. Won't talk about it. Um, the guy's in prison for life without parole. Um, 20 years ago, I went through an unexpected traumatic divorce. Still trying to get over that. Um, got post-traumatic stress disorder from that. What I want to talk about is my grandmother. I got a phone call from my doctor about 30 years ago, and he was also my grandmother's doctor. And he said, you're going to have to come and get your grandmother. She's in the hospital, and she can't go home. She can't be left alone. She's in the first stages of Alzheimer's. And I'm like, I was in my early or my late 30s. And I'm like, what do I do? So I talked to Max Mosbaugh, her banker, and he said, well, we have to get power of attorney and you're gonna have to put her in a nursing home. And so I did all that. And I watched her deteriorate to the point where she sat in a blank stare, couldn't talk, just, just a body just sitting there, but alive. And she had access to $250,000, and I couldn't do anything for her. I mean, she had all that money, but she scrimped and saved and did without all her life and had all that money, but I couldn't help her. And I got very depressed, and I thought, 
what is life about? You know, why would you go to work every day and save your money and then it can't do you any good? Hmm. And I always told my kids, when you get depressed, help somebody else. Hmm. So my daughter one day told me that her boss came in to work real upset and depressed about a whole bunch of things. And she went in his office and shut the door and told him that. And I felt really good about that, that something I said to my kids actually stuck. But anyway, I came to church one day, and they were talking about how Camp Mac, our church camp, needed counselors. And I thought, hey, that sounds good, a free vacation. <laughs> no. You go up, you stay in a cabin by a lake, no phone, no TV, no radio, you don't hear the news, you don't drive, you don't have to dress up, you don't wear high heels, and you just spend a week there. It's like heaven on earth. And I went, and it was life-changing for me, and it was life-changing for a lot of kids. I ended up doing that 14 times for junior high and high school kids, and it brought me out of my depression. Amen. And um, I saw it change a lot of kids' lives. I had a girl that contacted me and said she went to prom, and after the prom, the boy wanted to have sex, and she thought about some things I had said, and she said no, and that made me feel good. And then one of the boys I had is now the president at Bethany Theological Seminary, and I was really proud of that, and that, that just came out of my depression, and my teaching about God and Jesus to children. So Amen. when you're depressed, help somebody else. Amen. Amen. Very good. I'm going to hold it for you. My daughter passed um, this past year in December. But um, so... Um, I knew she, where she was, knew she was with God. But a little voice in my head kept saying, no, she isn't. No, she isn't. She's not in heaven. So I prayed to God that he would give me some sign that she was with him, even though I knew that. But this voice just kept bothering me over and over again. No, she's not in heaven. Uh, he didn't take her. So... I prayed to God. He did not show me. He did not give me uh, visions or signs, but he did two of my sisters that he took her to heaven with him. One of my sisters actually seen, God let her see, she's very close to God, let her see the angels come and take her from the floor she was laying in. And then my other sister had a dream about her being in heaven and telling her, um, that where she was, and it made her feel very comfortable knowing that. So God blessed me, and he blesses me every day with me knowing that she's in heaven with him, and that he took her with him. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a blessing he gives me every day. And um, I pray every day, and I try to remember to thank him every day for taking him with her because she's in such a better place than she would be here. Um, doesn't mean I don't miss her every day and doesn't mean I don't struggle every day but God has blessed me and my family with letting us know that she's there
Amen. Anyone else? Good sermon, everyone. <laughs> uh, hey, d- yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I had, I have notes and everything, but I, yeah, we'll maybe we'll save it. I just so something. Anyone else? I don't want to shut shut it down too soon. I've I've been out in the soccer field way too much. Uh, I know Jared's Jared's in his element out there, right? He even beat up on his own son. I heard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they were playing soccer. It became honest. It's okay. Yeah, you guys are all like, "Oh, Ben, you're horrible." Okay, sorry, Jared. Uh, but I, so I didn't grow up, we, we, we were a small school, and we'd still try to do football and everything, and, but soccer is becoming bigger and bigger, my kids are, are playing soccer and stuff, and, uh, Devin, Devin is, uh, usually a, a really good goalie, uh, he's been playing against Jared, and there's only two teams in that age group, so, um, we're always against Jared, uh, it's like a church split that's happening, and, <laughs> And uh, no, they, they've, I've seen both teams improve. When they first were out there, they were all running in one little pack. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of good movement. And it still happens occasionally. But now, when we were seeing later in the season, they were kind of staying in their lane. And they're moving the ball around. And, and yesterday, there was a, a pass. Uh, I forgot. Luke was involved. Luke, and I forgot who else. Who, Charlie, yeah. Okay, so Charlie was running in the middle. Luke was coming in on on the right, coming in towards the goal. Devin was in the goalie, unfortunately. <laughs> He's a good goalie, but it, they moved the ball, and then there was this pass that went through two or three defenders, and it went right to Charlie, and Charlie kicked it from about 15 feet away, just a perfect strike. And I saw that, and I was like, whoa, teamwork. <laughs> and... So we're taking this ball on, on vacation with us, and hopefully we'll get a few kicks in and stuff. Uh, but I was thinking about that this morning and how the church is called to do that. We all have different positions. We all have different skill sets. Maybe some of us are better at defense, and some of us are better at offense. Some of us are the goalkeeper, and others, you know, maybe the coaches. Uh, some people are... Maybe they've played before and now they're on the sidelines in some ways and they're cheering on. And I think of those people as almost like the people that pray for the the people that are out in the field, right? But the best teams are the ones that move the ball well. And the best teams are the ones that that have a way of of including others, right? And those are the the best to watch. And I I'm sorry, Devin, but I clapped that they got that goal <laughs> just because it was so good. And that's, it's been hard for Devin because his, his friend Luke is on the other team, and Luke is sometimes the goalie. And so he's, I think Devin was too nice to him sometimes. <laughs> but, but all of that to say that, that God has brought us together, right? And the more we can function as a team, and the more that we can kind of move by the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the better off we are. And I know Kim has been talking about the different positions that are open. And I think maybe in, in a few weeks, I'm going to get up and share maybe 
what those positions are and, and what it looks like to be on those teams. But just know that you're needed here. Yet you're loved and, and Jesus loves you and God cares for you. But there's a reason you're still here. There's a reason you're still here. And, and the fun thing, when I think about heaven, also what I was going to talk about is heaven, but we're not going to get there because my sermons never last 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> The fun thing about heaven is there's still responsibility and there's still things that get accomplished and we can still work for others and do things for others and serve others even in eternity, amen? And, and that's a neat thing to think about. And so God has us here and now and, and some of us, he has some of us here so that we can pass the ball to others, so that we can cheer others on, so that we can coach others, so that we can encourage others. So I'm just thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for all of you and how you move and how God uses you. And I'm thankful for those of you that maybe feel like you're not where you need to be yet, but you're heading in the right direction. I'm thankful for that. That's kind of where I feel like I am all the time. But I want you to know that God takes everybody onto his team. Amen? I don't know if you've ever been cut before or if you've ever been on the B squad. I have. But God doesn't do that. God wants everybody in the game. And there's always room for more players on the field. Amen? There's always room for more at the table. That's what God calls it, the table, the family table. He's welcoming people into that. So I, I want you to be encouraged today. And this took a completely different direction than I thought we were going today. I was going to talk about heaven and, and revelation. We'll get back to that. I, I want to close off that long story short. But what we saw today, right now, that's what, what everyone's sharing is a little bit of heaven on earth. It's a little bit of God's community doing what God's community is called to do. And you may be like, well, you know, the church isn't perfect. I, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. We're not perfect. And if we are perfect, we're probably not perfect because I'm here and, or you're here. And, you know, a lot of times we can get so judgmental over other congregations or other churches or our own church. And we need to just realize that God has called this faith family together for a reason, for a purpose. And we can reach with your help people that no other church in our area can reach because we're weird and because... <laughs> We're full of odd people, and we're full of normal people, and within that, God uses us all for his purpose and his glory, and your story shares differently than my story, and it's going to make an impact differently than, than anybody else, and so don't be afraid to share your testimony, because through that, God will strengthen you, but he's also going to strengthen us. I'm strengthened. I'm encouraged from this. Sometimes when I speak, I, at the end of it, I feel really tired and drained because it's all that prep and then all that hype, and then I still get nervous about stuff. But I'm encouraged right now by what you shared. Amen? That's a good sermon from all of you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm looking to hear from more of those. Amen? Hey, um, I was going to do this in, in the message, but I do have one slide that I want to show real quick. Because we are kind of wrapping up Revelation in the long story short. So maybe God want, wants this done this way. I have a phone number there. Uh, you can pop up, Donnie. Is it there in the... I'll have to be careful. If I try to kick this, I could fall down. Is it there? 
You see it? Should be there. Maybe I put it in the wrong one. All right. If you have a pencil and a pen, write this down. We, we can do it the old-fashioned way, huh? I am asking for questions, and it could be regarding Revelation. It could be regarding anything in the Bible. But because we were talking about the Bible, I thought that it might be good to answer uh, or try to answer some of the questions. And maybe I don't know the answer, but I can, I can try to look it up. If, if you just pop in the text in church number, that's the one I'm looking for. So it's up at the top, too. It was in my sermon slides, but if it's not there, I'm sorry, what? I don't know. Is it off? All right, so there's the number. If you text this number, you don't have to text new here. Just text a question. If you have a question regarding the Bible or the series, or if you're like, hey, Pastor Ben, you didn't talk about this. What does this mean? Or uh, can you explain this a little bit further? We'll have a chance to do that. If you text this number, uh, I'll try to respond to you directly, but then also I may include that in, in the message. So 317-747-2868. And I just want, I want to make that available to you. All right. Hey, you know, we've done this. Oh, the worship team, you want to close this out? And, and I want to let you know that I appreciate you. We love you and we care for you. And thank you so much for sharing. I know that the kids didn't even get to go back there, but I, I think it's important for the kids to hear testimonies too, right? And I'm sorry, Selena, if I knocked you off your curriculum for the week, but I'm glad that you participated with us today. All right. Why don't we stand and, and we'll pray? Yeah, it's been so encouraging for me and I hope it's been encouraging for you. Um, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for who you are and for you moving within the church and, and that your Holy Spirit guides and directs and draws us. And Lord, I know you've taught me a lot through, through the people here. I know that you're continuing to teach me through your spirit and, and through the experiences that we have together. Lord, I pray that we would be able to move the ball the way you want us to move the ball, that we would be the teammates that you've called us to be and that we would... We would love each other, that we would care for each other, that we would rejoice with each other, that we would share each other's burdens. And Lord, I thank you for the testimony of everyone that's in here. Lord, I pray for those that, that are, are hurting right now, that, that need to feel your presence. Lord, I pray that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, that you would lift them up. God, I thank you that you are a God of miracles, that you continue to do miracles, that you continue to use us people that aren't perfect, people that are broken, people that are hurting, to help others, and by that, you heal us as well. Lord, we thank you for that. Help us to do that and to have joy and rejoicing and energy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.